story from the Canadian press says that, uh, you know, a year ago, hosting a pizza party with co-workers or showing up to work with stomach flu symptoms were unthinkable in terms of being a fireable offense. But legal suits based on these incidents are now before the courts as COVID-19 upends the way managers are enforcing health mandates and the way they're disciplining employees, even for stuff that's not related specifically to their work. That example we had a couple of weeks ago, the neonatal intensive care nurse in London, Ontario, fired on January the 19th after speaking at an anti-lockdown rally in Washington, D.C. Now, the London Health Sciences Centre said it suspended Kristen Nage, or Nagel, rather, without pay in November for actions that weren't aligned with its values. She was then terminated after an internal investigation, which reflects the growing issue amid the pandemic of whether your behavior is a risk to the employer's reputation. Anyway, I guess the point is here are uh, the list of fireable offenses, or is the list of fireable offenses growing thanks to COVID-19? We turn to employment lawyer, partner at Sanfiro Tumarkin, host of the Employment Law Show, which you can hear tonight at 7 o'clock on this radio station, Lior Sanfiro. Lior, good morning. Good morning, Mike. All right. Are they making this up as they go along, or do they have basis in common law? You know, this is a, a, a new world right now. You know, for years and years, I've been saying to my clients, I've been saying on radio that, you know, what you do at home, what you do on your own time, generally speaking, is not something that can impact your workplace. Well, we live now in a world where social media allows uh, information to spread so quickly. So whereas before you may have done something that's you know, not, so, uh, not, not so good in terms of what your employer thinks, but they may never know about it, well, now they'll probably know about it. Mm. But in addition to that, with COVID-19, what you do in your, on your own time could actually put others, including your employer uh, and your colleagues at work, at risk. So in this new world, now all of a sudden employers realize, well, wait a second, what my employee does on their own time outside from work can impact me. And we're starting to, to, to make those connections right now. So certainly the list of fireball offenses, or at least the, the list of types of conduct that could impact the workplace, that can result in discipline in the workplace, has increased. And for many employees, that's certainly an uncomfortable situation. I'm on my own time. I'm not being paid. I'm hanging out with my buddies. Well, how, how is that my employer's business? Well, in, in today's world, you may actually find yourself in a situation where it is your employer's business and saying that you're off work may not necessarily be a proper and full defense. All right, let's talk about this nurse down in London. I mean, the anti-lockdown rally she attended, she's not a radical. She wasn't part of the riot on January the 6th. But Lior, being an important person, a neonatal nurse in a healthcare institution, and you're openly questioning lockdown, is that a conflict based on what you do for a living? It's it's borderline. I'll say this. I mean, I, I know the story quite well, and I, I certainly felt that uh, the hosp- hospital was uh, right to be concerned about this. But it's not such a conflict as if she was saying that, well, I think that, uh, you know, hospitals are, are unsafe and, and people should avoid hospitals or, or the hospitals are not treating pro- uh, patients properly. That would be a direct conflict. This is not as directly related to the hospital. So while as the hospital may be upset, I'm not convinced that all that that is cause for termination. It may have an co- uh, impact on the workplace, but I do think that maybe other form of discipline may be appropriate. 
We're going to give you a warning. You, you, what you do has to be aligned with the hospital. We don't want to see this again. And if she still goes off and she still blatantly disregards those warnings, maybe then can consider termination. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the hospital pulled the trigger too quickly with respect to that particular employee. Yeah, and you've I listen to the Employment Law Show all the time with you and John, and you always say that. Usually there's a record that's created first before the actual termination happens. Right, and we have to make a distinction between cause for discipline and cause for termination. Those are very different things. You may have done something wrong, whether it's on your own time or otherwise, and, and that may be something that clearly is inappropriate and your employer is well within their rights to deal with it. But that doesn't mean that automatically you can be terminated. Doing something wrong does not equal termination, and it's very easy to to miss that point. Doing something wrong means your employer can discipline you. But there are other measures short of termination that an employer is expected to engage in to build up a case, to get to the point of termination. Uh, Warnings, suspensions, even in some more extreme situations, demotions. Oftentimes we see employers jumping the gun and jumping the queue and getting to a termination before they should, and that's exactly what a wrongful dismissal is. So a verbal warning, a written warning is usually what is in place, but, Lior, we're seeing where a lot of companies, and we've seen it in in the world of politics as well, it's like there's uh, a very short fuse now, a very short leash. I, I think everyone's on edge, uh, for given everything that's been uh, happening over the, the, the last year. Uh, and I think that a lot of employers want to show that they have no tolerance for uh, behavior that may put others at risk, and that's understandable completely. But what what we don't know necessarily, you read these stories, uh, nurse terminated, this person was let go. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, being on the inside of these types of cases, that despite these people supposedly being terminated, in 95% of these cases, there's ultimately going to be a payout to the employee, the employer ultimately recognizing that, yes, we probably jumped the gun on the termination for cause. We should have paid you. So that may not make the headlines, but I assure you that's what's happening. Uh, Lior, are you getting any calls from people who are concerned about being forced to work? Um, and, you know, what's what's going on with that part of the COVID pandemic? People who don't feel it's safe to go to work. Well, Mike, that's probably one of the most common questions that I've been getting since COVID started. I don't want to go to work. I'm feeling unsafe. I don't, I don't want to take public transportation, et cetera. And for the most part, what I've been telling people up until recently is, as long as your employer is meeting the, the health requirements in terms of masking and social distancing, you actually do have to go to work. Well, that's changed because now the government of Ontario has said that an employer has to allow employees that are able to work from home to work from home, at least for a period of time. And I'm still getting a lot of calls from employees saying, well, my employer is not doing that. My employer uh, is not letting me work from home, even though I can sit in front of a computer just as easily at home. And there is recourse in these situations. You can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. That could potentially also be viewed as a constructive dismissal. So I don't think employers have wisened up to the fact that there's liability if you don't let employees work from home when they're able to do that. So certainly something employers have to keep in mind. All right. Tonight, 7 o'clock, the Employment Law Show. Lior Samfiro, employment lawyer, partner at Samfiro to Mark. And always good to talk, Lior. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Mike. Take care. All right. Lior Samfiro here on The Morning Show. That's it for today's podcast. Catch The Morning Show live weekday mornings starting at 530.